Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. All right. Hopefully this is streaming. Are we live on the internet? Uh, let me look. Uh, I'm still offline. I'm going to refresh. Still offline. Gracchus went live 10 seconds ago. I'm going to refresh again. Yes, we are live. We're live on the internet. We are, Denise. Wait, if I'm Denise, hold, I, I can't be. De if I'm Denise, I have to do this. There. Well, if you hang on, does this mean I have to yell pussy pockets at you? <laughs> There, I'm hiding myself. That's, that's the only way to do that. And transition. Whee. I like that I can do those now. Transition, transition, transition. <laughs> you, okay, you, you, in Audacity too. There we go. Okay, good. So we're we're all up. My dashboard doesn't show me online now. Well, you definitely are. Yes, you played a video from before. Although, to be honest, I can check by my beard length, and I know that this is real. This is there real time. Ah, <sighs> my oh my! Live. And I'm gonna grab the thing. And I'm gonna copy the thing. I'm gonna put it in my Discord, where people should also be. Do the thing. Pop, pop. Hey, go. <laughs> hey, go to's. Uh, got ooze. Got ooze. Got o's. Got o's. I know that. Sorry for getting your name wrong the entire time. I feel very yeah, bad. I just call him go to. It's Hello, Gotti. 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 I hope you're well. Um,. Oh, so we're going to be doing a, um, a wee podcast here. Um, it's going to be hopefully quite quick. Uh, probably won't be. But, uh, hey, Richard Sky, one, seven, two, three, hope you're well. Um, so we're going to do a wee podcast here and uh, some uh, some fun products. Why you be all, Why you be tired? What have you been tiring yourself on? Probably his work. I would assume work. I know, but I'm being optimistic. And finally got these things somewhat adjusted. That's better. Are those new glasses? No, they're the same ones. Is that a new face? Uh, not really. Something's changed about you. I fixed the glasses so that they're not bent weird as much. Mm. They they were always like, yeah. Mm. I think it's actually, I think it's your beard and that t-shirt. They've finally managed to blend into each other with almost no visible join. Um, uh, I have become one with the shirt. 
problems. <laughs> a yarp had a 24 hour shift yesterday and today had about four hours sleep. Oh dear God, that's so not good. I hope um, you can able to stick around for a bit, but see if you can get more sleep, sir. I have it on good authority that more sleep is good. And of course, like so many other amazing streamers lately, I can now announce I'm an affiliate. <laughs> hey, I have affiliate status. I was wondering when you were going to just gracefully lever that in. Um, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna crowbar that shit in with a sledgehammer. So, so um, uh, yeah, Grackies, what does the A in your name stand for? All of the letters stand for affiliate. Yeah. Oh, hey, Solus, sleep good, work bad. Um, you'll sleep easy tonight. Wow. But yeah, so Grackies is an affiliate, which means he's almost like a real person in the eyes of Twitch, and it's a wonderful feeling. Almost. <laughs> almost. So, Basically, so, now the more money I can earn for Twitch, <laughs> the better chances of being a partner. Which is a nice thing. Um, so that means that uh, you can now get bits... Yes, right now affiliates only have access to bits. We don't have sub buttons yet. That'll be coming soon. Uh, I'm not sure if that's actual soon or TM soon, but eventually we're actually going to get sub buttons with one emote to start. So we're going to have wonder, channel subscriptions. That's beyond awesome, sir. I believe just the $4.99 version of the subs, but they ju it's just they have to work out the system for it because... Mm -hmm before it was a whole bunch of contracts and all those things and even us as affiliates we have to we have to sign stuff there's stuff that needs to be signed so you know when when you do work for a company that's that's what happens so i'm just trying something here on my computer oh crap but i'm okay with that because i think twitch is still the best platform out there for streaming Let me. I'm just doing some th weird things on my computer. I'm not able to see chat just now. Weird things. Chat, he's doing weird things. So it's no different than any other stream that we have. <laughs> Although this time I am wearing my trousers. So you're doing it through the trousers? That brings back so many awkward memories. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Thackeray, could you come up here and solve this math problem for us? No. Okay, let me just uh, do that. What young male has not experienced those horrors? Oh, happened to me. Happened to everyone. Okay. I'm taking my vitamins now. While we wait on Duplar's weirdness of some form. My weirdness is a natural form of weirdness. It's organic weirdness? I am fully organic in my weirdness. Sweet. Free range organic weirdness. There we go. 
And of course, as always, this is the pre-show. That's what Dubler was doing. I'm, I'm, um, it just fell past dun, my face. I tried to bite it. Dun, dun, I missed. Dun. Um, let's try. I'm trying to do another one, um, but I can't get it fully working. Dubler's trying to do stuff that. Don't forget, you can try bite at him too. I, I, I'm just trying out the cheer stuff. Okay, I think I can just do that. I've got to watch the other screen to. Oh, hang on. If I just go. Ah, there we go. Done. What What did you do? I just did another cheer. Didn't go through. I just did it again. Oh. I oh, hang on. Chat. I have zero bits, so I think I've I sent you. I tried to send you fifteen hundred in total, so I think it may have come through, but I'm not sure. Huh. Weird. Bit bugs. Hey. I can actually check to see if it did. Go for it. I they thought it'd be nice if I fancy new tools. Let's I thought it'd be nice if I, if I could if I could do it and be the first. Uh, the first actually happened already one time as a test thing. From was it Tom Neverwinter that did it? Oh, so nice. Oh, it doesn't update on the fly. It takes a little bit of time. Damn. No worries. Well, if it doesn't go through, let me know. Okay, so... Well, then, I yeah, think... you should contact Twitch or Amazon about that if it didn't. <laughs> so I'm all ready and good. <laughs> um, I can go whenever you're ready. Um, are you ready, Grackies? I'm ready. So, audience, of course, you know the drill. We're... <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful Richard. Thank you, Richard. Now, of course, we're going to be doing this live podcast recording. And Grackies, if we get any more um, cheers, he's going to make that noise. He's going to make that noises. And I'm honestly not sure if we should explain this in the audio section of the podcast, what's happening. So if anything does come through, we'll, they'll just hear something, him having a turn. Which I think is beautiful. Um, yeah, I figured it'd be a, an interesting experience for the audio listeners. Try it out. But uh, yeah, it, as, a, as a fun little experiment, I decided to add the, the bit cups. They're sitting just under here. They're hiding so that Dublar and I can try and, and chomp at different bits and stuff. We have, we're, just because it's fun. We're two men, two cups. Um, so <laughs> we're going to... <laughs> we're going to... Um, uh, quick fade back out and back in and then we'll be in the main show we've got a few things to talk about and we'll kind of take it from there sound good 
Yep. Then we say bye to the audio listeners and do the post show with you live on Twitch and so forth. So here we go with the thing. And we are back with yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am Grockies, one of the two hosts sitting here, of course, as always, joined by Dublar Thackeray. Hello, wonderful audience. That was creepy. That, that was creepy. That was. I didn't even need to say or do anything to make this sound slightly wrong. Uh, I was going to go with, I've seen everything. Um, but no, I don't need to. Um, hello, he- hello, hello, fucker, and hello, chat. Um, I hope you're all well. What a magnificent, uh, is it day? Life? I don't know. It's Monday. Why? It's a why? Life. It's, a, oh, give me a Clarence, a, a large lion. Um, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so much for that. Hello, everybody. I hope you're well. We've got a few things to cover off, um, but uh, Grackies, before that, shall we harmonize? I do believe we shall. On the count of three. One, two, three. Knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor. Doctor who? I always imagine that's the sound uh, Dolphin makes while it's coming. <laughs> so, oh, um, I can confirm. Well, hey, you are in the dark parts of the internet. Um, so, Grax, I hope you're well. Have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been well. Uh, this, this weekend, I finally got to fulfill something I've been, I've been really wanting to get into more so on the scene myself, and... Uh, I got to sit at uh, the analyst desk of an esports tournament. Mm-hmm. Tell us more, sir. Um, you talked about this previously, but now the event has actually happened. Can you uh, talk more about it and give us a bit of an overview? Uh, yeah. So this weekend was uh, SC4, it, which is the Star Citizen Combat Com- Competitive Combat Club, but we're it's shifting a little bit because that way we can be more inclusive towards future items, uh, mm-hmm. such as racing. Racing isn't going to necessarily involve combat. So mm-hmm. SC4, it's a great name. And we so started what we're calling the Premier Series. So those are the tournament names. And okay. this weekend was the Arena Commander 2v2. Uh, it was a, a big tournament. 19 teams entered uh, single elimination. So two teams fight it off in the brackets. If you get eliminated, you go into the elimination brackets. If you fall from there, you're out of the tournament. But if you're in the elimination brackets, you have a chance to make it to the end and then face off in the finals. That's pretty awesome. Now, I tried to tune in and I was cursing my internet because I, I was telling you this earlier. I had I had nothing. Even... even plain text web pages were impossible for me so i could only barely um uh tune in but um w- t- tell us about some of the the things that happened in it and some of the high points and, and kind of what you took away from it and also who won uh well first i want to give big 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 props 
to okay. everybody that was also a part of this, which was I was joined on the analyst desk by Toys Army and Captain Flint, uh, mm-hmm. our two match callers, the shoutcasters for each of the games themselves were done by Meyer and Ferrisalt from the community. The Astro Pub was directing and producing from behind the scenes and and doing all of the the scene work. Yeah. We also had um, we had uh, several other people like Malgos and uh, Gully and and so on running a whole, a whole pile of work. Not to mention all the referees. So there was a lot of work involved. Uh, so big thank you to everybody. Yes, yes, Captain Flint, who just showed up in chat. Me, yes, me, yeah. yes, yes. You, you, Captain. Uh, so the tournament was the whole thing was honestly a highlight for me. Okay. Uh, there were some very, very exciting moments as things went along further, but the the whole tournament it was a highlight for me because it was the first time really getting. I mean, I had to cut the back of the shirt so it would fit right, because I don't have a suit <laughs> shirt that fits. Oh. But I managed to get it to kind of fit enough that I got a tie on. So I was shirt and tie and um, found out that my jacket had been run through the dryer, not by me. So my suit jacket is ruined. Oh, nightmare. Yeah, it, 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 I was I was like a marionette puppet when I tried to put it on. It was like, eh. So, so what did it feel like kind of calling out the game and and the games and doing various things like that uh i as i wasn't exactly calling out the game what we did was a little bit more of the in-between match stuff okay so we we went over match results talked about what we saw what talked about general themes of other teams possibly doing adaptation to situations um star citizen still has a ways to go before it would be a prime esport but it has the potential there to actually do something so we mm-hmm. talked also about the fact that it does have potential how these players can really they they have more room to grow as the game does because to there's a fine balance when you you do analyst desk stuff yeah especially in a game that still has a ways to go or is still working some stuff out uh, early overwatch had the, these problems where there isn't always enough to go into detail on. So you have to kind of come up with broad themes to work into a conversation on the fly and then leave some of the detail stuff to in-match talk as quick items that if there's something that's a theme that you can pull out of it and pick up for an analyst desk, you do that. So I kind of sat in the moderator position of the panel where I ended up center square. So I was listening, I was trying to... Mm grab information do tosses as well as trying to help guide conversational pieces for toys and captain flint to then pick up the improv cues on essentially and pull from that and then just run with it and they did amazingly with that that's awesome um so from that i mean who actually won uh and who came second Uh, uh, I've got to look up the schedule because I know that it was 11th that won it, uh-huh. uh, with, and this is my problem. I'm so bad with names that I always forget. <laughs> I forget team you names. Can, and I you, think you, it was two cans was in second place. Um, I'm trying to go get the, the actual final brackets right now. That's what I was looking for. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, Flint's giving some kind of his his own thoughts and feedback on the event in the chat, um, uh, saying that uh, uh, it would be nice to also include some uh, uh, more kind of uh, critiques. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one of those kind of things where it's a developing form and people need just to kind of work out some of the kinks I feel. Um, but uh, one of the things that uh, I'm interested in is in terms of how the actual uh, people performed, were there any, uh, the players performed, were there any big surprises? Or did you oh. see stuff that you were going like, <laughs> Oh, I'm making a note of that. That was actually two cans. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the final match was eleventh. Uh, so that's eleventh hour in organization, and it was uh, Yannick and Singa were the winners. They also won the previous tournament, so they are completely undefeated in the C four tournament mm. so far, and oh, wow. they've, they've run the table both times. Um, however, two cans did give them a run for their money. It was Tor Matthews and Lundy, and uh -huh. Tor Matthews pulled out an amazing amount of play with gimbaled super hornet using m series weapons okay so the m guns were the, the the m guns were definitely a bit of a surprise there there was also uh it didn't really work out for him but you know i could see it working in a much maybe say a 5v5 if we can eventually get up to that and get those running, uh, some a couple of people pulled out buccaneers with neutron cannons. So N fours and threes, yeah, was not expecting to see a bucky with uh, neutrons. That that was ho, ho, not ho, expecting at all. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Uh, is how I would describe that. That would be something that would wreck you um, if it could get to you. Uh, yeah. Um, if if the neutrons did a little bit more they they seem to be i don't know they seem to be working wonky still possibly because there okay. were a couple times where it looked like the shots might have possibly should have been landing and they weren't or but you're trying to gloss over that turn live so mm. it's known there are bugs it's known not everything's balanced and working fully yet but that baseline potential is there mm -hmm. very much so um Oh, we're having a fantastic discussion in chat about what the notion of an analyst is. And now, see, I didn't actually, when I think about analyst, I think about, um, uh, well, pretty much nothing to do with esports, since I don't really know, <laughs> or, or, or sports in general, because I don't really understand the term analyst as it fully kind of uh, plays into that world. Um, they analyze uh, the scenarios going on, the setup between the teams, the things that players could be doing better. Um, the, it's sort of, for anyone that does watch sports out there, especially NFL, NFL does it, and mm -hmm. they put on a big show with this. And they're really good about it. But between before the games start, mm -hmm. they have a panel, essentially, that sits there. And they go over all the matchups and what the different teams are going to be doing and how they run their plays. And they sit there and they break everything down, but they do it in a way that speaks to a broader audience so it can still bring you in. They try not to go into too many hard number crunching and they try to give flexibility. You don't ever want to put in anything too, too concrete because once you do that, 
they they even talk about mm-hmm. it cuz i i spent some time doing free broadcasting classes uh at a college cuz they had broadcasting classes but they were they were thankfully free uh i was mm-hmm. able to audit them cool. and they one of the things they've actually said is when you talk in con- concrete you cement yourself to the situation and you don't want to cement yourself in one spot ever you don't want to lock into one spot you want to have flexibility to maneuver sounds like you need to be a consultant don't say anything that will get you caught <laughs> it it kind of is it, that it, yeah a little bit uh it there, there's a bit of a dance with it when it happens you want to be able to speak with knowledge and confidence to a subject but you don't want to turn off your audience by going too too deep into it so there's a lot of different ways you can do that i understand um so yeah no in chat there's um uh, just some general talk about uh, uh and there's a great one here um from morwick saying hum let's talk about the word analyst what does it mean it's just a nice word for people talking trash and captain flint is um uh countering that and i think in a very uh uh just form but it's it's not talking trash it's talking reason i yeah, think is the thing the way it can there be were described. definitely parts where we could improve on some of the banter and i call it banter but really it is also serious discussion on the game itself where it can be yeah the these teams are having this problem and there were moments where we we did get into it and started to really work on that. <laughs> where we were, for example, one of the ones that comes to mind is we were watching as Toucans didn't adapt in the end. At first, they, they adapted the fact that they're, and it's it's really hard to say weaker player, but okay. between Tor Matthews and Lundy, he he's the weaker relative to Tor Matthews. It doesn't make him a it's just the, it's just the rock, rock, paper, scissors scenario. No, it, he's on the same team. It's just Tor was playing out of his mind. Amazing. Oh, okay. So, so rock, paper, scissors of betrayal scenario. They, they didn't fight just, each other at all. It was do you go just, for the, well, no, it was more of a, who do you go for first? So they were aiming for the weakest link. They were they were picking off Lundy just to get that DPS out of there. Because he could still land his shots. He just wasn't all the way up the tour level that game. And you can't always play out of your mind amazing. There's always going to be someone who's playing better than you, even on your own team. And you try to mesh that and you try to use that. And they did adapt to that at first. So what they did was they eventually figured out oh yeah like we were saying on the desk use lundy as bait mm. if you use him as bait you're getting tor to line up all the shots as lundy just goes full evasives and drives people nuts while tor can then just sit there freely and rip into other people and now it's 2v1 and they can pounce well 11th adapted a little bit faster they figured that out and both of them were jumping on tor matthews right away and he was just taken out so fast that Toucans could never adapt back. They they didn't take the time. So there was a, definitely a weakness in their in their ability to adapt and flexibility, which is something that we started to talk about. But Flint's right; it did get shut down a little bit. So as analysts, we can go into that more because when mm. we do speak on that, we don't do it from a position of "you suck." No one should ever take it like that from an analyst. We do it from "hey, we're seeing this. This is factual to what's happening and what we're observing." And if the players 
hear that after the fact and they go back over the, the tape, they can be like, no, that's right. That's something to work on. And they can push their game further. That's pretty so damn good, actually. That That's whenever you look at an analyst desk, an analyst should never be sitting there just bagging on someone. Everything should be observed criticism whenever mm. they make a criticism. It's observed criticism. And because it's observed in anything they bring up, it's not only bringing it up to the teams, but it brings it up to the audience because that audience might want to get in there. There's a connection to the game in some way, shape, They'll or feed it from that. They'll make their own responses. Yeah. They'll go, your, your analysts suck. Oh, no, that's a good call. Uh, I'm pretending to be audience. I don't know if you could tell. Well, not just that, but there's also a connection of, oh, I never thought of it that way. I should do that when I play the game. That's true. That's true. Um... Uh, I I just want to ask you uh, more questions about it, but uh, I, I don't know if we can kind of go into any more detail without uh, really kind of making it just all about it in the stream. Yeah, they could talk about it for hours and hours on end. The uh, But it was very enjoyable and you're looking forward to the next one. Have they said when the next one is or what, or is there a way it's we can kind of... It's being worked on right now. Uh, okay. The best thing I can say is... I believe the Twitter for it, it will put a link definitely afterwards. But, okay. Uh, and I suspect we'll also hear about it from yourself yeah, directly as well. Yeah, it's Star Citizen CCC at Star Citizen CCC. So okay. if you follow that Twitter, you'll get news and information and updates there. Okay, so that's Twitter Star Citizen CCC. Um, for myself, what have I been doing? I've been doing. Um, well, I've had internet issues, so I'm very glad that we're even straight that we're recording today. Um, but I have just come back from the cinema. What did you see? The best film of the year? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's out now? What? Huh? What? It's out. It's out. Um, so, uh, no spoilers. And no spoilers in chat. But uh, if if you want to ask questions, I can answer without as best I can without spoilers, or I can just simply talk about it. Five stars. Just, just out of five stars. Just give me that much, and that's about it. Out of five stars, it, it, uh, comrade uh, Headclot <laughs> with uh, the shocked face goes, is it out? Yes. Um, I'm in the UK, so I don't know when it comes out in the US, but it's definitely out in the UK. Um, okay, so uh, Broken Matt is asking about the soundtrack. Is the soundtrack as good as the first? Um, yes. Um, uh, it's got Fleetwood Max The Chain. Once any soundtrack has that on it, you listen. Um, it is, I, I, when you talk about five stars, um, I, I always hate giving something out of five stars because I've been asked for a, 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 about a five star thing. Um, a scale of one it, to 10,000. It's, it's way up in the 9,000s um the 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 beauty um so so when i think about guardians of the galaxy um one i actually think about iron man um iron man was a film that without it the mcu wouldn't really exist yeah um, it it didn't have um everything shall we say going for it 
Um, it, it it had a mostly ad lib script. It had uh, a third a third tier character. It had Robert Downey Jr. Just you know, this is a chance to prove himself. Everyone fought for him to bring him back in. It had all these elements, and then you put them together, and magic happens. Okay, the other MCU um, film where magic happens is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Yeah, that was magic happened. Yep. The magic happened. And so the question would then be is, could James Gunn make the magic happen again? Because you can make it happen once and it's a fluke. Could he could he land it again? And uh, then the question would be, could it be better? So yes, the magic happens. Yes, he does it again. And he proves it wasn't a fluke. And and it will differ from person to person, but myself and the friend who I, who I saw it with, uh, we both agreed that we found it better and more enjoyable than the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, that's <laughs> um, all I need to know. That's it. That's all I want to know. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't, there's there's um, timing from Broken Map. You're going, wait, is this a euphemism? With me, most things can be taken both ways. Um, so the 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 way i take it is that uh if you've watched the trailers they've cut a very fine line because uh the trailers contain uh elements of some really amazing scenes um but they the scenes are so much bigger and better than what you see in the trailers um it's it's almost like this is going to be one of those times where you the people who make those trailers you go you did a good job, but back the fuck away. Never do that. Never get so close. Um, but even with that, uh, and you know how that can really kind of destroy parts of a film because you've seen those clips. Um, it didn't destroy Guardians. Guardians oh. is solid enough that it didn't destroy it. Um, so happy to hear that. Such such a fantastic um, science fiction comedy drama adventure film um you feel that the uh, guardians won they completed their obligation to the mcu with the infinity gem uh or infinity stone um and uh now they actually told a story they wanted to tell um there are five and uh, five clips at the end wow <laughs> um okay so watch the after part watch it all um my friend um a guy called andy um uh i asked him you know i said what did you think about that particular one that the clip and he went uh you did your dubla special uh yeah. which was of, of a you did a dubla special reaction and i said well what was it and he just went because that's exactly what I did. Um, uh, there are some lovely cameos. Um, and uh, I wouldn't say Groot steals the show. But when... No more, no more, no more. No more, no more. Okay, I'll, no I'll more. start talking. No more. But, 
But Adagakis, I look forward to your your take on it. And if anybody in chat uh, goes to see it um, when we're next live, let me know what you thought because I, it's it's the film that I wanted to watch straight again. Ooh, ominous sounds. And a little bit of static through my line there. Yeah. So Grackies, you have storms on your way, don't you? Oh, they're they're yeah, they're around here. Big old, big old thunderstorms kicking off May. Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening thing. Um Kurt Russell, by the way, nails it. Um and uh no and no, but Drax is awesome. They're all awesome. They're all so fucking awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I, have to, now, now I have to go see it. I think it. I don't think it's out here yet. I think it's out this weekend. If anybody in chat can find out if it's out in the in the US and let Grackies know as we're going on. Um. <laughs> oh, you're going straight for a Google search. Yeah, I'm just searching it right now. Uh, it is not out yet in our theaters. Wow. Okay. It comes out on Thursday. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at the local cinema right now. Wednesday, no showings of it. Thursday, uh, first showing start at 725. And then let me guess, Friday? Oh, yeah, Friday is nothing but a <laughs> lineup of shows. So I'm probably going to go Friday during the day if I can swing it, maybe. Uh, we can. You can work it out. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... <sighs> Can I just say one more thing? All right. James Gunn said uh, he was hoping that he might be able to do better with the opening um, scenes. So you know how you had Star-Lord, uh, Peter Quill, kind of in the ruins in the first one? Yeah. Yeah, they did better. They did better. They... Oh my god, they topped that? That was awesome. They they, they topped that. Good. And, so and good. you know what? This is this is one of those things. It's actually important that I say that because then you can set your expectations from watching that opening. If you think it topped, then you're pretty much in line with how I'm thinking about the film. Uh, so yes, so stuff. So hey, Star Citizen, shall we chart? Uh, yeah, I just want to give a quick quick mention to another game that I just started playing again because of Captain. Oh, okay. That I'm I'm now going to probably be dragged back into a black hole of oblivion because of. Um, he went a little bit nostalgia, and I tuned into his stream to find him playing EverQuest, not EverQuest Two, not World of Warcraft Classic EverQuest. It's free to play, so I made a character. I brought back Sekmoth, my dark elf necromancer. Oh my god. So, okay, so here's a couple of things. Now, I, I, I never played EverQuest. Um, uh, it it came it it released in 1999, if I'm correct. Um, I had six. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty certain it released around 1999, and that was the year. 
I moved, I think, to... I think oh, no, I was... I was, I was, I was living in New York at the time, and I was playing Tribes. But uh, I never heard of, of EverQuest at oh, that no, time. Uh, was 19... No. Yeah, it was 99. <laughs> I'm seeing Captain when Flint. When was I in high school? Oh, yeah, it would have been 99. Wow. I... I had my high I'm, school dates wrong. I, for some reason, I, I thought I was in high school in '97. Okay, I am so fucking old. I was, I was a a a, a consultant in in New York <laughs> when it was in 1999. Yeah, I'm March so 16th, old. 1999. Um, Captain Flint's reactions are join That's us, right. and then you always and then before that, and, and then. And then what? Yeah, no, I never, I never played. I, I was spending a lot of my time drinking, um, uh, playing a bit of Tribes 2 when it came out, um, and uh, uh, drinking. I partied really fucking hard, and I missed a few years of gaming, so I never got onto EverQuest. So what? Genuine king shock faces in 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 chat i think um and captain flint got his when he was in canada um so very briefly what is everquest and why is it free or is it is it really free it's free to play now yeah is it still run on the everquest servers or is it on like someone else's servers everquest servers it's through daybreak now because they bought uh sony online entertainment okay um everquest is one of the very first mmos Along with Ultima, it is the first to do it from first person with the 3D built world. And it, even more than Ultima, really set the standard for modern MMOs. That was the game that really, really grabbed a major player base more than anything. Expanded out with a lot of well-built lore and storylines and questing. And that is kind of what influenced how MMOs are, for better or worse. Um that is the game that that captured the attention and imagination of so many it was the first time really taking something like dungeons and dragons out of the books and into a video game world more so than the top down D D stuff i feel like i'm learning uh captain flint is saying they are bringing out news progression servers as well so they start out with a fresh start original game and unlock each new expansion every three months for a number of progression yeah um oh my god okay so the question i need to ask is this if i if i start playing this can i meet up with you grackies in the game yes that means i can meet up with anybody in the game yes okay so i'm going to grab this game um and i'm going to start playing it um uh Grackies, do you uh, do you want to share the name that you're that you're using, or shall we just kind of message after? I I said it openly. Sekmoth. Sekmoth. Um, okay. Um, I'm I'm just typing in in here. Uh, Camflint says we have a guild, and I'm going to sign up. If if people are playing it, let me know. Um, send me a message because if it's in chat, I'm not going to be able to kind of grab and do stuff. But if you send me a, a, a message, either Discord or PM, uh, wh whatever way you can find me, um, let, let, let me know. And I'm going to play this because this will be 
my first time playing it. Now, Spoon, uh, Spoon, it, <laughs> there's an extra N in there I'm having trouble with. Uh, Spoon Ineta, which is fantastic, um, says that EverQuest is on Steam. So should I get it on Steam and would I then be in sync with everybody or do I need to... The Steam one just launches the Daybreak launcher anyway. Oh, so as it's just a launcher to the thing. I, th I think it just links into the Daybreak one, kind of like Daybreak does H1Z1 through Steam. Yeah. They bring up their launcher. It's and, pretty much the same because you have to have a Daybreak account. And I have to do this, and I'm so sorry, Bioware. Captain Flint says, as soon as you get past the old graphics and janky animations, the beauty of the game shine through, shines through. And that's exactly what I said about Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> I am such a bad person. Um, okay, so, uh, wow, uh, I didn't expect myself to be um, hearing about this game. Um, I've known about EverQuest 2. I have friends who spent too much time there and had to get pulled out. Um, oh boy. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to trying out EverQuest. So that's quite that's beyond awesome. I am so happy. I'm a little bouncy bunny. Um, this bouncy bunny wants to talk about citizens of the star, star citizen. Um, now, previously, just before this recording, I was talking to Grackies and I wanted to read something out. Um, we we've had a lot of hot Banu love in the last. Um, uh, episode in a bit of Late Night Vacuum. And we also had some uh, convos happening um, uh, with other people and information coming out from CIG, um, a lot of which had, makes me very, very happy I now have a, a, a Banu Defender. Because um, it's actually, uh, the one question that I'd like to ask is, Banu Defender uh, compared to a, a Glaive, um, it would be quite an interesting kind of uh, uh, descriptive take on the pros and cons of each. Um, uh, particularly, I mean, one's, one's more armored, but there's ad fast agile. They've both got the same arm shapes. They've both got various kind of things in similarity. Um, I'm very curious about the Tachyon um, cannon. Um, yeah. It hasn't been said. But the question is, it's, is it Banu Tech? And if it's not Banu Tech, could it be Kathrak? Yeah. It's also um, going to be, from the, what I'm hearing about it, it's essentially, mm -hmm. it's not pure ray trace, uh, what you call, um, oh God, what's it called? Uh, hit scan. It, it's not a pure ray trace hit scan exactly, but it essentially works that way. Which means if you're over the target and you click the button to fire, you hit the target. What? Yeah, it's going to be a little different than the other guns, which are projectile, from what I've heard so far. Oh, no. That's going to be interesting. Um, I look forward to hearing That's more about be, that. Yeah, if they if they keep going that route and it isn't projectile and it does do that, that's that's going to be interesting to balance. Just a tad. Uh, it, that, that's going to be fucking amazing though, scary. Um, but actually one of the things that I was previously talking about was the notion of slavery and the Banu. And, um, previously I read at length from the, uh, guide by the UE into the Banu, uh, uh, uh protectorate. Um, and 
and gore blimey governor um oh great my pdf viewer has crashed i'm doing a quick refresh um uh there was actually uh, a section to the uh to the uh universal digest on the banu defender that i think is actually uh worth uh reading if i may um because when as soon as i read it i i had light bulbs go off in my head um so with your permission um Grack, is it okay if i read a couple of paragraphs oh, yeah. or so yeah, yeah so this is from the banu defender uh pdf booklet um Fasa crumbs spray from Lin Sewell's mouth as he barks at his team. His reptilian hand lazily scrapes the bottom of the treat bag while he shouts, oblivious to the volume of his voice. Although Lin's tenor may deafen my human ears, his fellow Banu are not so sensitive. Cries reverberate from the various merchant stalls in the Yulin system, but to the Banu, whose species lacks an outer ear, all this clamour barely registers. Lin's joints groan as he eases onto a cargo container that's yet to be loaded. The average lifespan for the Banu ranges from 45 to 55 years, so at 43 years old, Lin is in the waning years of his life. But that life has been prosperous. The Banu define legacy by wealth accumulated over a lifetime. So uh, from that piece, um, that's the bit where I went, holy fuck, these, the Banu have, say, 45, 55 year lifespans, which... Um, they're Solarians. They're Solarians, to quote another game, yes. But it's like um, their engine burns, burns fast. Um, and they, um, the idea of legacy and permanence uh can be deeply affected by that um when i then uh uh yeah so uh, i'm just going to scream scream uh, uh skim, skim through for the next one um uh curious about the oh so there's an thing called the evaluation suli which is um uh, where uh, uh, a Banu go to be assessed as to where they uh, where they can go and what they're best suited for. Um, and so this section says, uh, curious about the evaluation, Suli, I travelled to Trees to find where the prolific Lin first got his start. Like all Banu children, like all Banu children, Lin was sold to an evaluation Suli shortly after birth. His time there was not only so so it goes on, but effectively they have a culture where uh there is everything's in the present, there's no history, they don't have strong familial um uh blood relationship ties because they are in the communities of the Sulis, and they also have uh, a system where they are sold as children into these uh, evalu into an evaluation study to find out what they're best suited at, which means that um, the Banu by themselves are a commodity. Yep. 
their entire culture even makes them they them themselves a commodity um and they, they see themselves, themselves as an individual as a commodity yes and 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 they lack overall permanence because they don't even have a legacy to pass on to people of their own blood they simply pass it into their own suli and all trades and agreements changes when the suli changes um and that was like a, a kind of mind blow for me um because i was i was now obviously slavery still very very bad um but i it would be kind of interesting to see if they view slavery or they're aware of slavery fully in the same way that we would view slavery or whether or not they view what they're doing as just part of their culture could be some that view it as we view it and others that view it as but it's in the present and we're, you can, you the, can the show's valuation yeah you can see which ones they are because they'll have the thin black mustache that they'll <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah or they'll have the little of parallel universe goatees to show that they're the evil version um but yeah no because it kind of gave me a better appreciation and also kind of clarified about how it was completely wrong how the banu would operate a defender dear god i was so wrong but that was actually um quite a quite a oh fuck yeah uh moment in their culture um and i just wanted to kind of uh share that because i missed it on the first kind of go through so um hopefully other people have really kind of picked up on that but i just wanted to say yeah that, that's uh a quite a, quite an interesting cultural point that they had i, I want to go to the evaluation Suli, as a human and see if they'd take me in and evaluate me you as a person in real life or you in the game both i i i could imagine how that would go well if i'm really good at breaking things i wonder what they would put me in you well you'd definitely be in engineering yeah probably yeah um <laughs> it's like it's like when this when i break this we fall out of the world and they go do not break this <laughs> um so uh so grackies what have you seen this week in atv <laughs> my people your people this atv featured a whole lot of qa which is so makes me so very happy uh especially that story and and chris said that comment wasn't just from aaron but it was from both of them can you can you when you talk about that can you actually talk about what I that will, story was that's what i will i was just about to say was what the story is um i can't remember his name because i'm so bad with names so i apologize but one of their qa persons happened to be talking with aaron and had made the statement well i'm just qa mm. and that's where and I'm paraphrasing a little bit on the story here, but essentially what Aaron did was he stopped them and he told them, I never want to hear you say that. I never want to hear you are just QA. That, that isn't something that he wants a notion of. He doesn't want put out there that QA is just an important, as an important part of creating the entire Thing that is star citizen squad yes. 42 and this whole game and this whole setup 
as any of the other engineers are or the producers are that QA is an integral integral part and coming from someone that has spent many many years in QA and has seen how QA is generally treated in the industry which is shut up and run the test cases button monkey mm -hmm. and I used that exact phrase because I was told that once when I first started in QA by a pro uh, by a project manager. Fucking hell. Because I noticed a design flaw in their architecture. And eventually I did get to work with the architecture team after I proved myself over many years and that mm -hmm. person had moved on, but they didn't get fired. They just went to a better job and that attitude still kind of stayed. However, it was... Q, what I noticed was our, our QA teams, and very much like they talked about for CIG, is you have to be an expert in everything to some degree, because QA mm -hmm. looks at the big picture of everything altogether, just like the managers do. They have to know how every single system is going to interact with each other in order to properly test against it, because if you don't look at all those interactions, you aren't going to know, know what to test and whether or not things are passing and failing. So you have a much, much bigger picture than a developer who might be working on this tiny little block here. You as QA might know, hey, they're working on this little block, but that little block mm -hmm. actually touches these eight other blocks. So when that code goes in, we need to test this and these if we're going to do a full test. The, this whole chunk has to be tested. And especially if it's, it's a junior engineer, they may not realize what they're coding actually has a negative effect. Yeah, they they might be completely unaware that it would have that interaction. QA starts to Q, QA is not just people that sit and run test cases. They are engineers. They just specialize in a different form of engineering. They specialize in a different part of the picture. They are still people that take it on as an engineering task. They look at it from an engineer's perspective, and they have to know the system in a way where. That developer coding it, they're going to know that developer is going to break it before the developer does sometimes. You get to that point in QA. Right. So seeing them feature QA, seeing them, hearing that story, seeing them say that and the absolute sincerity behind it and the, the, the earnesty from the QA people in talking about a lot of them, you could, you could see the QA wear on them. For yeah, someone. yeah. Like this breath of fresh air. Yeah, we're working our asses off, but they respect us here. They treat us like an engineer, like we are. We aren't just, you know, some tool to be tossed aside when, when the project isn't going the right way or blamed if something goes wrong because there's any number of spots in the chain where things could have gone wrong or yelled at if the project is taking longer because they happen to find five severe bugs and now they have to be fixed. Well, that's not QA's fault that they found five severe bugs. That's their job. That's what they're hired for. Don't scream at a person for trying to actually protect your product image. <laughs> so, yeah. so this, this, this segment for me as a professional QA person, this is something, you know, I, I always talk about my QA brothers and I, I make a little bit of jokingness about mm -hmm. it, but I sincerely, sincerely am so very happy at everything that I saw there because it is a very un underappreciated part of software development in so many companies. And I spent so much time working on changing that perspective in the areas that I could do it when I was doing consulting, managing, 
and having to crack older VPs and stuff over the head and tell them, no, you're looking at it wrong. So seeing that it just, that, that sort of thing makes me so immensely happy to see that. It also gives me a much better feeling about the direction of the project too. Cause when you respect QA like that, you means you're also respecting the outcomes of QA, which is sometimes, yes. oh, this is broken. But you respect, oh, this is broken because then your attitude is, all right, how do we move forward and fix it? Not, all right, who can we blame and then set the QA team ablaze like they're witches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pain, uh, yes, no, absolutely. Having seen <laughs> QA teams operate, um, everything you described is the sign of a healthy team. Um, so that really made me quite excited and happy. Um, I've been parts of large scale builds where, uh, uh, it, 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 yeah, no, yeah. I have, I have friends who do QA for other games and yeah, uh, they don't get uh, that level of respect, which is terrible. Um, Shut up and run the test cases, button monkey. Yay. Yay. Button monkeys. Um, so, uh. Uh, the, apart from that, was there anything else in the ATV that you saw? I'm trying to remember the ATV because the QA kind of locked in. QA really, really kind really of filled it up. Me. Yeah, no. Um, I recall seeing some more about the moons. We saw create. We saw um, steam vents from the from one of the moon surfaces, which I wasn't particularly taken with. I mean, obviously. I mean, not obviously. I, there was some, I made an assumption, which is we're seeing this where they're showing it off and they have an awful lot of clumping of these, um, kind of things. Um, but, uh, it, it felt odd to see steam coming off a moon and yeah, I know, but that's kind of one of the things that I, I didn't realize I needed to deprogram from myself. Mm which is like for example when we have we have a moon i i have it on <laughs> oh god no i've just read something in chat and you as well grackies uh from new lexicon it's mandatory to use the water test to determine if a qa member is a witch just meaning qa is not qualifying so um, QA member weighs as much as a duck i don't want to learn any more about your qa member um so so for me it's like when i think somebody in the reddit um chat even posted uh a comment which is well where are the craters and then i think that can be a very true observation but equally speaking um are we are we used to how how assumptive and bear in mind, I don't be science. I don't be, I look at the stars. I don't understand the stars. Um, but I do understand that the moon is, a, a, along with a couple of other planets, is a lovely shield to protect us fr from things. So that there can, and there have been impacts. So not knowing fully how craters can, uh, <laughs> well, Okay. Are you doing is that? Is that to the chat or is it to me? No, that that's you're sort of right. As the moon can yeah. provide a good shield, depending on a few factors. One of those factors is the size of the moon relative to the planet. Uh huh. 
and we're talking moons around a gas giant here so the size of the moon relative to the planet is is actually quite a bit smaller so the shielding mm -hmm. not necessarily as much because the poles this is a lot more this is kind of what i'm kind of thinking at. i think we're actually thinking the same way maybe because i'm looking at the, the the moon of the earth rather than the moon of in-game. And I'm looking at what is it that I know about that particular moon, which is potentially generating biases in my expectations for what uh, these moons should have. So there, there um, should be a few impact craters around there. I do want to see those. Uh, okay. Because we've seen them with the, the surface skull thing. Though they might not have shown them off right away. However, the, the cryogeysers, Mm -hmm. That's actually something for real science because we believe that that's going on around what moon is it? Uh, the one with the possibly the lakes of water underneath the frozen surface around Saturn is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Is it around? Mm -hmm. Where the hell is it? There's one of the moons that we think that there's essentially big old frozen lakes, but they there could be pockets of erupting. Is it meth? Is it methane lakes or water lakes? Oh, um, essentially li liquid under a frozen surface that with gas bubbles that that come up it, as it comes into position with are we a talking, star. Are we talking Titan? Eruption. Yeah, I think Titan. Okay. Uh, and as Broken Matt says, yeah, mate, the moons in our own solar system vary from everything really cryotiform plate tectonics. I misread that initially as electronics, and uh, frankly, I thought Cybertron had happened. And uh, Captain Jimmy Dean is, of course, focusing on the methane moon. I think that is Titan. I think Titan's methane lakes underneath, isn't it? I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just loving the entire image of a methane moon and trying not to become a school child again. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Um, so yeah, so it felt kind of odd for me to see that, but, um, uh, and it's like, it, it's, it's kind of got me curious as to what are the differences and I need to learn more about moons so I can actually understand because there's, there's one thing to say this uh now i'm a school child again yeah broken you're a bad man broken i have to say it because it's a perfect joke and i have to give a slow clap to this the methane moon is around uranus i'm going to say the name of the planet correctly but we all know what everyone thinks uranus is because of how well, it's spelled uh, it's, no, it's isn't it uranus is how you say it uranus is how you i always say it. i always say uranus and I and I don't yeah yeah um, and I, I think uh, 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 we, if chat tells us what the <laughs> chat write what the way you say Uranus um, by that I mean the planet um, you <laughs> I don't know what we're going to get I'm a bit worried <laughs> um, Cap Jimmy Dean says um, I think it's your anus yes I think it is your anus um cap Jean, jimmy dean saints and then you have the ba is in Clidius, which is kind of like Celon, in my opinion um uh yeah so yeah so um it's 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 is our it we so far we do have a lot of our anus um coming through i can't put these words together and remain wholesome <laughs> uh, we're uh, oh yeah um so um yeah no so from that it's kind of it was kind of interesting for me because i'm 
that made me aware of what my assumptions are and what my lack of knowledge is um and then kind of curious as to how far and how deep um cig have actually thought about this uh uh do they are they going to have some creators are they going to um you know do various odds and sods how are they going to um you know map and understand the kind of the croppings because when when you have a moon that's shall we say somewhat desolate which is what these moons in essence will be when you have the um the little kind of is it cryo uh, how would you describe the volcano it's a cryo volcano essentially a cry it's, it's some sort of liquid uh for, uh something that is cold enough to be put into a liquid form but still freezing cold essentially to us if we were to come in contact with it but because of a gas pushed underneath it it erupts into a geyser so it's a cryovolcano um so yeah so this ice geyser this cryovolcano so um is are we going to see that kind of I, what other kind of distinct features that would a moon have, for example? So, if you only have one thing, which is the the volcano, the the geyser, the geyser, um, uh, do you pepper that everywhere, and that becomes part of the the generic nature, or is that kind of clumped into certain kind of regions or areas, or how are they kind of going to kind of pace that out? Maybe we were seeing a really big crater there in just a small section. So if they showed it further Who off knows? in the distance, it had these big, like, scooped walls somewhere. So that down in the bottom of this crater, it had created these geysers in sort of like almost a, um, I'm trying to remember, a caldera. That's the term. Yeah. So in almost an ice, an ice geyser sort of caldera situation like we would have here with Yellowstone. <laughs> so, so that that impact could have created a caldera and we just weren't seeing the rest of it they could do it in sections like that so you would get pepperings there to go see it then it would be sort of a point of interest to go to that crater to check out the the geyser caldera mm -hmm. and then maybe they'd be peppered here and there a little bit elsewhere but that would be a cool like spot to go to and then maybe over here you got some like a crash ship graveyard and there's a lot of ways that the designers can do it. And these are only the first version that they're putting in. They can obviously add more and flesh them out different. And they'll learn as they go as to yeah. uh, heat maps. Heat maps are going to be huge. Player locationing mm -hmm. heat maps. So wherever the players travel to and how they, how they travel, those are going to drive ways that they then shift design of creation of, of the planets. And it would be interesting to see that, and also, and I don't know if they can do it, the why they travel. So, um, if there's uh, objectives or markers or things, um, it'd be interesting to see what pulls people to things. So, if it's going to be people to people, or people to ships, or people to a base with something in it, um, it would be for me not just that they go to that base, it's like if they go to that base or they know what's in that base and they keep going to those bases, um, those would also be very, very nice kind of uh, plentiful triggers, as it were. Um, I'm trying to think of what else did I see um, that uh, caught my eye in ATV. Um, I'm I just, not 
there is one Go thing on. I wanted to say on the moons real quick, of course. The moons. There, there's definitely just one more thing I wanted to mention on the moons. Uh, you, you said it was sort of changing your thinking around it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Endor. Oh, you. Endor's a moon. That's a very yes. vibrant moon. Yes, that's fairly true. Um, but Gavin also, technically. But were they scientifically accurate moons? I think. Yeah, was he having a moon around the gas giant there, or was it just... No, I think... It was Yavin 4. Yeah, it was 4th planet out, I think. Or was oh, it the 4th moon around Maybe it was a moon. Maybe it was a moon around Yavin 4. Yeah, I can't remember if it was also a moon. That's one I don't remember, but we all know it's the forest. We need to go back to the so. we need to go back to the videotape to get confirmation and then the referee can put his arms up. The VHS. Uh, the VHS. Mm. The only edition um, that counts. Yeah. But it, it, it I kind of I kind of hope that uh, when um three comes out that CIG do some kind of introductory welcome to the moons of Stanton. Um, and they're kind of Star Tours style tour of the system. Well, yeah, that would be actually pretty fucking lovely. Um, but uh, yeah, um, the chat is now talking about what anything can be a moon if you if you um try hard enough. Mm. Mm, I think there's other qualifications to making a moon. I was thinking about dildos. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere, <laughs> no, anything can be well, a dildo no, if really you try hard enough. <laughs> no, it's out of somewhere, and hopefully you've got the angle right. Um, so, uh, Grackies, have you anything else you want to kind of? Um... <laughs> I've seen some people in chat going hello. We'll say we're hello to you, um, Grackies. Is there anything else that you want to kind of cover? Because if not, I think um, that's us. I, I think those are the major points of uh, Star Citizen to cover before the post show. Yeah, yeah, we're having it. It was a very quick show. We had just a couple of things we want to touch upon. Um, we, we, as Pumcat says, when all else fails, think of dildos. Oh, you'd be fun in an interrogation. Um, well, that came out wrong. Um, and it's good to see your point, by the way. Okay, so we're about to go into a wee post show, and uh, we'll we'll just kind of hang out for a bit and chat. Um, so we're going to go dark, and then we're going to come back in a couple of seconds. So, Grackies, where can we find you? You can find me, as always, on twitch.tv slash Grackies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as Twitter, YouTube, essentially do a Google search for me and find my needs. And uh, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv.com.net.org slash Thackeray. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. Um, and uh, if you can't type that in, just go to twitch.tv slash grackies at G-R-A-K-E-E-S. And uh, with that, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Post show.
If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot.